Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast for the best shows on TV, and I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. All right, guys and gals, it's Vikings finale time. Episode 410. 410. The Last Ship. Directed by the great Jeff Woolno. Yes. Not that I know anything that this guy's done before. He did uh, Vikings episode 9 of season 4. Well, well, maybe I do know something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not so good with the directors, obviously. Um, First, what's your thoughts? I thought it was the best episode of the season. I mean, there was a lot that I thought they did wrong, but as far as action intensity and just overall story, loved it. I loved the episode. Um, there were some weird... I wouldn't even say it's something they did wrong necessarily as very surprising. And I think this gives me some of the most intrigue going into next season. Yeah, I am definitely way more excited for the season premiere of five than I was coming into this season. I was pumped for this season, but I just have no idea where it's going to go next year. Yeah, I'm really confused on a few things, which we're going to dive right into uh, when we cover this episode. But uh, overall, I mean, this was probably not my favorite season. Honestly, this was probably my least favorite season. Could have been. There was a lot of uh, draggy stuff here. Like, I mean, the first two or three episodes, you and me were looking at each other like, why are we even still looking at this city? Like, why? what's going on? Well, it just took a long time to warm up to certain characters that we just, we were just kind of blah on their storylines. Well, I mean, let's just go, like, with the Emperor. We were like, what, what are you doing? Like, you're just a little puppet. No one really likes you. Weakling. Um, due to the storyline, the Wessex stuff altogether was kind of bleh. I mean, they gave us the best scene of the season. With but the, that was uh, what? Episode four? Episode two. Was that was two? Ep- Kill the Queen was episode two. Oh, man. But well, I mean, it still didn't make that sense. that was away from Wessex too, though. Yeah. You know, that was a a raid, you know. Um, yeah, I guess the inner political stuff in Wessex, I wasn't feeling too much. Well, Vikings has never really done the political stuff on a top-notch scale. Like, I mean, it's never like I've been sitting here, like when Game of Thrones, when Tyrion or someone's sitting there talking, I'm all in. Oh, absolutely. But like here, it's like the politicals, especially with the Emperor of France or something. Like, uh, what's Wessex King's name? Eckbert. Eckbert. Eckbert, he can sometimes intrigue me. But, I mean, there was yeah. other times where he was just hitting different side notes. I was just like, let's just get out of Wessex. I know we have no point of being here. But I will say, Eckbert has grown into the most fun-to-watch politician in the show, to yeah. me. Um, his writing is just stronger, you know, than any of the other ones. And any he just delivers are, perfectly. Yeah, he's fantastic. With like, the stuff. only person with the better delivery is Ragnar. Yeah, which is hilarious because he talks in, like, Riddles, Short almost. Sm- smutters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it works so good because then he just combines it with silence. He's like, you don't know if I'm actually done talking or... Or if, if I'm crazy. Oh, oh <laughs> you're, you're definitely crazy right now. Uh, anyway, let, let's yeah, dive just, into the episode a little bit. So um, what do you think about the opening scene? This was probably one of the biggest problems I had with it. Well, what you didn't like about it? How does Rolo just turn the corner like, hey guys, I've been waiting on you. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> No, like we're starting to give Rolo way too much credit here. I kind of agree. This was the time uh, you we talked about it right before. This kind of made Portage useless. Yeah, I mean, and that was a huge scene, and like that dawned on me. It's like Ragnar's back. I can't be more excited. He had this great plan, and there's no sign that anyone saw them. Well, the thing is, the only two people that we know saw them. They murdered their whole family. Yeah. Um. They and they. 
they took an entire episode, I mean, literally entire episode, to show how these boats were going over the mountain and stuff like that. And then even some into the next episode. Correct. So, the fact they did this kind of kind of bothered me. Because I don't think Rolo's just such a better commander than Ragnar. That Ragnar's not going to get the upper hand sometimes. Yeah. I thought Ragnar deserved... To have the upper hand this time. Oh, he definitely deserved to have the upper hand. Because and there was just no reasoning for them to know. Like, I thought we were going to see them attack Paris from the backside and just start <laughs> pillage everything. First off, let us both just stick our <laughs> foot in our mouths because we thought for oh. sure those were trebuchets or uh, catapults that they built between the boats. No, no, no. They are Look. just landing pads for fighting. Yeah, I mean, they were just mobile battlefields. Yeah. And I couldn't, I tell you, the moment when I saw Floki climb up the pole that I thought was the trebuchet arm, I just immediately hit my head. I was like, wow, um, could not have been more wrong. Yeah, I was, you know what? I was unhappy that I was wrong. Yes. It's weird because I loved the fighting in this, you know, and I thought they kind of, you know, threw us a little bit of a, a, a bone by making the initial attack. You know, with Ragnar's crew kind of dominate. I mean, the, it wasn't even French close to the first fight. But that was two boats that they took out, right? And then everybody looked decently exhausted, you know? Well, and, then, and like the other thing that I didn't like about the first loading was them using the hooks to try to get on there. I was like, that makes, like, why are you trying? A, I don't think that that fence is going to hold the hook pulling you into them. Right. And then secondly, why are you even messing with that? Just ram it. Yeah, I mean, it's held together by some of the smallest wood I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't... And obviously that became a problem in the second part of the battle, but... Right. I have a kind of a, like a love-hate with this, you know, because I love how well this show does hand-to-hand combat. I mean, honestly, I thought it was hands over feet better than Daredevil this season. I mean, it's just... It's a brutal... It's a realistic... I mean, just... I love the violence that this show can pull off. So, what? in a way, I'm kind of happy there wasn't trebuchets and stuff like that but in another way i'm like god i would have loved to seen them attacking well, the walls I mean, it of just Paris. made it made sense to us for them to either make that a trebuchet which i wasn't sure how it was going to work with water like mm-hmm. them being on the water and the arm having to be lower but i mean putting scorpions or something on there made complete sense just anything yeah any just, kind of projectile range to give you some kind of benefit because they've been killed by range fire and Erlander made such a big deal about these freaking crossbows that we've been looking out for since the beginning of the season. Only to see Torvi and a couple other schmoes hop up and, and fire in a match. I mean, at least you saw the couple other schmoes because I did not. I yeah, mean, I was been... actually surprised. Because, you know, honestly, when I first saw a couple guys jump up with a crossbow, I was like, holy shit, finally. Finally, <laughs> somebody's like, hey, We're ready. Let's, let's have a few boatloads of crossbows. <laughs> uh, no, you know, this was just kind of... Just quick glimpses of them shooting. And this is kind of where they dominate the first couple boats. And then we get a pretty awesome Rolo battle speech. Um, yes. I love how it started off with pure Viking of just murdering the first guy. You're not even a part of this war anymore. I love that. I mean, I was like, okay, Rolo's back. He's ready to fight. See, that's what... Oh, man... I love Rolo as a character. And even like the banter, like when Rolo first gets on the ship and mm-hmm. Ragnar's like, look at you, dressed like a little sissy boy or something like that. I loved it. He said, you look like a bitch. There we go. Even uh, better. Yeah. 
I love Rolo. And when that guy says, should we retreat? Just he just guts him. him and throws him <laughs> overboard. He easily could have lost his men right there. Yep. You know, oh, just, but as soon as he did that, the men were like, yeah, we're... I, the only thing I wanted more from that speech was Rolo. was like, does anyone else want to retreat? Yeah, well, just... Like, at first, the guys, I think, were like, holy shit. This guy's not completely converted. No. He's still wild. <laughs> uh, but then he gives this raucous speech, which is fantastic. Like you said, his French has come a long way. Yes. Like, I mean, you would think he was a Frenchman with as the words he was choosing to use and everything. Oh, absolutely. And it was inspiring. It was very well done. Um, first off, I hate Rolo's hair and stuff like that, but his battle armor is amazing. That chest plate and stuff is badass. I mean, I was like, there's no way Ragnar stands a chance against this armor. <laughs> Which I, I think it's only like boiled leather or something like that, but it looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, and there's like a bright blue or something. I was like, yes. Well, it's it looking black. Good. It's black, but it has those like pyramids all over it. You know okay, what I'm talking so it was about? the pyramids I was looking at that just like kind of made it a different Man, color for me. It is legit. Um, Loved it. So anyway, he gets them to say just like row as fast as you possibly can, and they're just going to smash into these floating land mass and i like that ragnar just kind of hung back and let them burn out all the energy but in the end it didn't matter so it was like ragnar made every strategic decision and they were the vikings so i mean they're the brute force and it just didn't matter well before we get too far let me say love seeing floki in battle mode again oh floki has made such a big turnaround like the last two or three episodes Mm -hmm. ever since portage floki has been the floki that we love and care about but I just love when he has his two little axes and he's just spinning and twirling and hacking dudes. Nobody touches Floki. No, I think he ended up catching like an arrow at some point. But no, what, what happened was is this is the closest call we've ever seen on Floki where the guy had the sword laying no, on him. The closest we ever got was when well, Rolo almost killed him. <laughs> you're right. Rolo almost dominated him. But, but the guy was like leaning his sword yeah. into him and stuff like that. Uh, but then he guts him in the neck. and No big deal. Um, I love seeing Floki fighting. This is the first time our fake Vikings from the Fine Hair Clan look like badasses. They were Vikings in every sense of the word during the battle scenes. And I gotta be honest, when they first start rowing their ass off towards the rowing and they're like singing again, mm-hmm. like chanting, I was not a fan. I was like, all right, they do this every single time with their stupid chant. I hope they get killed this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then when the battle ensues, oh man, these guys are really working together well, thrashing. Oh, I mean, the older brother, when he said, like, when he first introduced him, he's like, he's even worse than me. Yeah. And he was definitely worse. Like, I mean, he was evil out there. Yeah, I think they showed the evil stuff more or less with the whole, like, butchering the family and stuff like that. But I just like seeing these two work together. You know, communication, just passing on. They're, like, slinging and sliding around each other, just hacking (laughs) dudes up and stuff. It was awesome. And they look good with swords. Ragnar, on the other hand, I was really craving to see him with the battle axe again. Like yeah. Floki does. I, I didn't like him using a sword, to be honest with you. I'm kind of surprised by the sword, anyway. Because we've always seen him with his... He's almost like Floki, dual battle axes. Yeah, he's always... And he can throw them well, you know, everything. So, I, I, I agree with you. I think the only thing was is he needed the range that um, Rolo also had. Because Rolo had a big-ass sword. I mean, true, but I mean, he could have just gone right back with the shield and battle axe. I, I agree. I, I, I prefer seeing... Ragnar it just way. seems more comfortable with him having the axe than the sword. But, I, I mean, if that's my biggest complaint with the battle scenes, outside of the random cut scenes. Okay, so here's where we start getting the randoms. We get the seer 
And they keep cutting to him. Yeah, and I was okay with it initially because I thought it was going to lead to something big. And it kept cutting almost from Seer to Floki mm-hmm. most of the time. It's like Seer, Floki, Seer, Floki. And the Seer just keeps groaning like he's constipated. <laughs> um, and then we keep cutting to Gisla, who's praying to Mother Mary. Everything. Um, and she's like putting... Uh, Rolo's uh, bracelet. And I didn't like that she threw down the bracelet either, right? As like a paying homage or something. Yeah, like an offering. Yeah, um, there it was. Uh, and then the statue crying. That's the weird stuff about this show with me. I have difficulty when they go into the, like the spiritual realm of stuff. You know what I mean? Sometimes they do it really well, and other times I'm like, ah, could have done without. Yeah, I mean, this was just another. This was an episode where I could have done without and wanted another forty-five seconds to a minute and a half of fighting. Yeah, I could. I could have basically done with one cut to Gisela worried. And no, I didn't even need it. I like seeing the fact that Gisela is concerned about her husband. I would have been okay with that if that's how the episode started. But cutting into the like right before the battle starts and everything, I I didn't like because I didn't think that we were. I thought we were going to get another cutscene battle. Yeah. I thought they were just going to skip all over it. So, the two cuts. Gisela ends up meaning something. The seer cuts end up meaning nothing. Which was so disappointing because I thought this was where Ragnar... I thought this was a sign of Ragnar dying. And I thought this was going to be the blind man, a.k.a. the seer, was going to open his eyes. And as soon as that happened, we got like one or two more trading lakes and then Rolo killing Ragnar. And yeah. you had a different interpretation. Well, the thing is... is the seer told Ragnar that he the day he dies would be when he sees the blind man again. Yeah. So not when the blind man sees oh, again, okay. but when Ragnar sees the blind man again. So my thing is, is I was expecting this to be the turn from the seer to Floki. I'm theorizing that Floki will be the new seer. Which is what we've been pretty adamant about. Which I would have stuck with wholeheartedly until the end of this episode. So, we'll get to that in a little bit. Alright. So, I was this whole time, this whole battle and stuff, I was like, holy shit, holy shit, Floki's about to turn. Because yep. we've had all these weird floki Auslaw connections. And, and this mysticism is just going to jump, and I'm going to be A-OK with it, no problem. Absolutely, because I want to see Floki be sure to be in the show. Yes. You know, however way that means. I want him still there. So, I'm expecting that, expecting that. And it's just keep fighting, keep fighting. And we're getting a good battle between Ragnar and Rolo. And they're kind of going back and forth and back and forth. And then they lose their weapons. And it just becomes trading punches to each other's faces. Which I didn't like. I mean, I I understand it, but I was just like, man. No, I did not like this. This was the part I did not care for. I would have rather if if Rolo was going to win the fight, necessarily, I guess. Um... I would like to have seen him throw Ragnar overboard or something. You well, know, I mean, or, throwing overboard is not really going to kill anyone at this point. Well, oh, I know, but Ragnar didn't die either. Yeah, you know, and I see the part I did like was the fact that Ragnar wanted them to just leave get Bjorn and um, Lagertha uh, out of. Yeah, because he's screaming, "Leave me, leave me!" And he wanted to keep fighting Rolo. Um, and then to see him get tackled into the boat and taken away and stuff like that was. Pretty, you know, devastating. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. In all honesty um, for me. But I did not like the trading punches thing. The only thing I did like was the fact that they, and like I said, we watched Daredevil season. They did a good job with the Punisher. 
their faces look like tenderized meat. Yes. I mean, I was happy to see, because when they're fighting, both of them look too nice. There's blood all over them and stuff like that, but their faces aren't pulverized. Yeah, they weren't beating or anything. But an hour later, when you see them, they are butchered. I'll tell you, the problem I had with the hand-to-hand combat was that's when I realized neither one of them was going to die. See, that's, I thought the same thing. Because they're not, there's, the show, the History Channel's not going to be brutal enough to where we're going to see one of them snap the other's neck. Well, see, I don't know if they wouldn't do that necessarily because we've seen some pretty horrible stuff. I mean, just this episode, we forget to talk about this, but Emperor Charles, another cutaway. Okay, this was one that I enjoyed, but it also undid the last episode for me. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said about this episode. It's like, I love the episode, but some stuff leaves me scratching my head. The Emperor, I love seeing him become a character that we actually can kind of enjoy on on the screen. Oh, yeah. But he just made Count Roland, or left-hand man, and... You know, promoted him so to a very high position. Right. Like, I mean, this wasn't no run of the mill promotion. And then he sleeps with them and his sister. And so, I mean, he's getting to know them. And so, we the main problem was we don't know the time frame from when they got promoted to this dinner. It can't be long because Portage was over. We don't know. Like, I mean, they they're so bad with time that we don't. I mean, that could have happened before Portage started. I guess it could have, but... Because, I mean, it could have taken them weeks for Portage. I mean, we just... They have been so awful with time, we have no idea what the grasp yeah, is. Yeah, it's tough to explain some of the stuff. Because, I mean, if this was like a one-week thing, that makes no sense for why he even promotes Left Hand Man. Right. And see, the thing of it was that when I first saw it, I was like, he killed these two because just like they were, you know, countering Odo, they brought up Rolo. Mm-hmm. And the, and the Emperor's just not going to stand for anybody Try. questioning Rolo. Yeah. That's what I thought at first. But the thing is, is these guys crawled up behind them too and were ready to kill. This was, was going to happen no matter what. It was all what. pre-planned. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't the fact that they mentioned Rolo this scene. It must have just been something building that he knew that they were against Rolo in the long run. And maybe Gizla ends up talking to him, you know, the Emperor for some reason because she wanted them dead. Well, remember, Gisela told him in that uh, episode before, you know, they're going to have to go. Well, she told that to Rolo. Yeah. Not the Emperor. Yeah, I know, but I think this is just an extension, basically. Well, I mean, everyone who has Gisela has said needed to go has gone. Because she has her father's ear, you know, and she's carrying the... True, but I mean, it doesn't air. make sense. Like, because he promoted them, it's not like she would be like, well... I want you to kill these people because you promoted them, you know? like That's what I'm saying. I don't think they're killed because they're promoted. They were killed because she knew they would come against Rolo. You know what I mean? Because she was saying in that episode, she's like... So maybe she told the Emperor, like, hey, if they start trying to come after Rolo, that means you made a bad promotion. Or just F your promotion, whatever. Just you can't let anybody cross against Rolo, you know? I mean, maybe... It's because she said in that episode, she was like... Yeah, I, know, I mean, I, I know why she said it and everything, but I just don't see when this conversation with the Emperor, or necessarily the Emperor wanting to hear it. But they probably should have shown that scene. Oh, absolutely. They should have absolutely. shown the scene of Gisela and her father talking. Well, because we're just assuming that this is Gisela's plan. Uh, yeah. And that's the only thing I can assume, because we're the only... We're, that's the only scene we've ever seen of her, is the only one against them. Yeah. You know, so 
it's kind of like, well, I, I'm assuming that's what's going on. Maybe they had bad manners after bed. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know because it's weird. The, the scene that the emperor, you find out, sleeps with Roland or left-hand man. He stands up and he kind of looks out the window and he stares down at Roland. Kind of like disdainful almost. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like your first sign of like, I'm playing you. You know what I mean? But I mean, like the word choices that the emperor's using during this dinner how he's talking to them and dismissing them and yeah. just being calm and casual. Well, and he's like dissing them to their faces. I was terrified of him, to be and honest with you. He's like, Rolo has my heart. Um, and then and I have his. And I was just like, Yeah. This. I mean, this dude's like smitten with Rolo, you know, and whatever and he's. Rightfully so, <laughs> from yeah. what we've seen. So these two dudes crawl up on him, and I thought it was just going to be a strangling. But no, they got like the piano, piano wire style stuff, yeah. and they're sawing into their necks. This was brutal. Very Ew. well done. Loved it. Oh, it was awesome. Awesome, awesome. And to be honest with you, I thought these two just had much more to do in this series. I, they climbed so fast. <sighs> I mean, they came in like at the tail end of last season and were the th- third highest people in Paris by the end of the season before yeah. they died. I was just really amazed at how far they went with these people. And to be honest with you, uh, judging from the time jump at the end of the episode, it wouldn't have mattered whatever happened. No. Because these people are most likely going to be dead by the time this all Uh, come uh, around. I mean, the most upsetting thing was we finally had to learn left-hand man's name, and then he died the next episode. Yeah. But I didn't like his face. I didn't like anything about him. Um, And then the only other problem I had with the battle scene, I know it sounds like we're bashing this pretty please, hard yeah but. please listeners don't feel like we're bashing this episode i absolutely love this episode it's just some things that got you scratching your head some but, of it leads to uh super intrigue for next season and some of it's like huh? where the hell are they going with this <laughs> but like the other thing was it looked like the frenchmen were in viking ships yeah slightly now they didn't say anything about it well, no, because, I mean, they haven't said anything about anything this episode. Yeah, I know. But like you said about giving Rolo a little more credit than he maybe deserves. Yeah, because Floki is a on a completely... He's a Da Vinci, is what they've painted him out to be when it comes to inventions and the boats and everything. The, and, only, the only thing I'll say against that is the fact that, like, these fine hair guys... Yeah. Um, and even from seasons before, the other... Uh, you know, Vikings have had these same ships. Other Vikings have but come in with ships. I, I can see Floki letting these leak to other Vikings who cared. Rolo was not someone who cared about craftsmanship or anything. And Maybe. so to say that he was able to go there and give them the plans for these ships, I just can't believe. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's just not the character who he was when he was a Viking. Because he like when he was back with Ragnar and everything, he was dark. He only cared about the gods. Yes, that's it. And, and so, building boats. <laughs> you know, not even like building the boats, just being on them, so he could go murder, pillage, and rape. raid. Yeah, it was all about the raiding. You know, it's really strange. Like I said, the only thing I say is the fine hairs. They stepped it, it up. They have no. They have no idea they were even existed, but they came with boats. So I'm going to say that boat building is not Floki's lone thing. You know what I mean? Like other people can do it. I don't think other people do it as well as Floki, but 
you know, I guess we got to give him a slightly amount. No, we, we've given Rolo so much. Because, I mean, I didn't even see him being the war general that he is. And, I mean, well, he's outsmarted Ragnar twice. Here's the thing, though. Technology-wise. The, the Frenchmen have the a French, huge. The English, all of them have a bigger advantage. So, it's not crazy to think that they have their own boat designs. Okay, that's fair. You know, so, whether they look a lot like the Viking ships or not, you know, we got to assume that they know how to build boats. True, but I mean, it was just the Vikings were known for those ships. I agree. I agree. I, I totally agree with you. Okay. so They probably me, could have done a little different design for those ships. So let me ask you, did you think that the raid was going to be in a failed attempt and over, or did you think that they were just kind of pulling back a little bit and then they were going to do one last full-out war? It's tough to say because when Ragnar gets tackled mm-hmm. onto that boat, it's like they could have gone to either extreme. You know what I mean? It could yeah. have either been full retreat, raids over, or like I kind of was expecting was that they were just pulling back to a safe zone, camp it out for a little while. That's what I thought. And then re-raid again. But, but once again, Ragnar, he had could care less about raiding Paris. He, he just, just wanted to wanted kill Rolo. Which is why I thought they were going to come back. And I think with Lagertha injured, uh, the fine-haired brother shot two. Um, which we couldn't even tell whether or not he'd survive. No, it was a pretty brutal shot. Like that um, bolt was halfway in. You know, so, and I'm pretty sure I saw Torvi take a bolt. I'm not positive, but I think I saw her take one. I didn't, I didn't see it, but. I don't know. Because we didn't really see her on the boat going we home just, either. We just saw her standing back shooting bolts. Yeah, she kind of looked like a badass too. She did. Way. A lot of little eyeliner on her and stuff like that. Torvi was cool. looking good. Yeah. Best she's looked in the season. Best she's definitely looked. Yes. Well, um, speaking of best you've looked this season. Outslaw. Yes. Like, this is why we fell in love with you. Uh, she looks awesome. Back First off, up. couldn't believe this. Yeah, I mean, we. so if anyone knows the exact time jump. We think we have it pretty nailed down like because what? of the Wessex thing was 13 years ago. Yep. All right. So we're thinking two years 11-year gap now. Yeah, we're, we're sitting at about a, a 10 to 11-year gap because it was hard to tell how old Magnus was when we left. Right, but the thing is, when you see Ivar, Ivar is a full-fledged teenager. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks like he's 18 years old at least. Right, so and when the last time we saw Ivar, maybe six or seven. I mean, he, he was still on – Ivar was – Maybe five. I mean, he, he was still on the nip. Well, he was on the nip. Way longer than he should have been. Well, you know, I'm just saying. He, he, he was still on it. Either way, say he was a five years old, 11-year jump, 16. That's still pushing it for us defined and everything that he was looking. I mean, I know they took this leap with Bjorn, but... Bjorn, he looks like he's, you know, aged 11 years. That's fine. Ivar looks like he's a 25-year-old actor <laughs> trying to play... A seventeen-year-old, yeah, you know, which is a little tough to swallow a little bit, but let's let's just stick with Auslog first. Auslog looks like she's got a bit of a drinking problem. She is officially ruling over Kattegat right now. Do you think she's ruling, or do you think Bjorn is? I, no, I, I think she is because I feel like Bjorn's doing everything, and like because he doesn't really check in with her or anything. He's just like, okay, I'll go get him at the hunting camp, or I'll go do this. I don't think she wants him to. You gotta understand. Remember, she's not Bjorn's mother. I know, but I mean, she's still, if we were saying this queen of Kattegat ruling, 
you'd think he'd have to ask her to do these kinds of things. But you got to remember, when she talked to the seer, she found out that a female would run Kattegat. I mean, I'm not saying that. So I, I'm thinking she's just ruling in Very place. laissez-faire? Yeah, just kind of like regent style. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of holding everything together. That's about I, it. I feel like it's Bjorn that's doing everything personally. And the reason I say that too is because she's in the single chair. The big throne looking chair. And there's only one. There's not even a second chair next to her. That's fair. So I'm thinking that's her. I mean, I, I just thought that, you know, there's the best seat in the house to drink your wine and look at everybody. Yeah, and I, I still don't see Bjorn as the kingly type. You know, I think he likes fighting. I think he has good control. That's um, all the Vikings want. You just define the Vikings king right there. Yeah, I know, but I, I have never seen him, like, look for power, you know. Ragnar never really looked for power until the moves well, he was making just kind of... Ragnar had to do what he had to do to protect his family yeah and r- rid their you know the whole camp of a you know a shitty leader <laughs> um, he wasn't really that bad of a leader he was just a little well, too greedy at the end you find out you know what he just made decisions based on you know being backed into a corner a yeah. lot of times uh okay massive jump in time this like, has all kinds of implications first off we're the fine hair brothers because he was trying to be the king of all vikings I mean, they introduced this guy. He's supposed to be king of all Northmen. Uh, he said he made some promise to a a, a woman, a princess. Nothing. All that out the window right now. We have Kattegat has kind of exploded, and Kattegat is huge. Because when Ragnar came back, I didn't think he was in Kattegat. Not to I, mention, do you see all the different like people, eth- ethnicities? Yeah, I thought he was stuff? in China. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I didn't know where he was when he first. I, I didn't the only know reason how I knew it was Kattegat because you can see. That classic yeah. port, you know, that they're sitting in. That water. But, I mean, it was just like, where in the world are these people? I was and just... It, but, okay, but Bjorn ends up... Like, we get the message that uh, Ragnar knew about the Wessex thing and everything. Magnus is 12 years old. Yada, yada, yada. Goes up to see his four stepbrothers. Yeah. Correct. And how did you feel about the look of those? I, I have my own reservations. I'll hold off. I only like one of them, and that's the oldest. It's Ube. Sitgart looks just like Erlander. Man, like as soon as it panned over to Sitgart, I was like, uh, why is Erlander alive? Yeah. I'm uh, gonna be, I thought that was Erlander's son. I did too. I and mean, it looks splitting just in like it. Like you said, it looks like he they just recasted Erlander. Um, Vitsik looks they, stupid. Yeah, I didn't even like how he was talking or anything he was saying. Ivar has the worst haircut that they have ever put on a character. Worse than Young Bjorn. Oh, Young I actually liked Young Bjorn's hair. True story, I actually had a haircut almost like Young Bjorn's. You poor bastard. It, uh, it was a uh, practical joke my dad pulled on me. Ivar's hair is brutally bad. It is. But I mean it's hard to look at anything besides his eyes. Okay. So, we kind of debated about this a little bit. Is Ivar's eyes lighting up blue, the whites of his eyes, when he like looks up and stuff? Because Ragnar, when he does come back and speaks to him, he's like, there's no missing who you are, Ivar. <laughs> but I don't think he's talking about his legs. No. I think he is talking about his eyes. Oh, absolutely, Bill. Because the big thing about Ivar was he had the snake in his eyes. He was uh, Ivar's Ivar snake. snake's eye yeah. or something like that. Um. Or serpent eye or something. Yeah, serpent like eye is what it was. And uh, so, I mean, that's a big thing. But that's thing. gone. 
The serpent's gone from his eye, but now his eye, his whites of his eyes shine blue. I mean, it is blue. That cannot be overstated. Yeah, I thought at first maybe it's just some weird filter they have on the camera that they're using. But it was um, only with him. Like even Yeah, it's only him that has this blue tint to his eyes. And so I don't know if it was like an extra special contact or what it was. But I mean, Ivar, they've kind of shaped him to be the most like Ragnar because even his speech... Like, he had those weird pauses. You never quite knew what he was going to say, and he had a broken speech pattern. Honestly, I'm, I'm weird, but like I said, yeah, it's just this love-hate thing. We found Ivar Worldstar to be a straight-up future maniac. Oh, and like when Ragnar comes back, did you see, like, he was the only one, he's wanting to grab that sword. I thought he was going to kill Ragnar. But in a way, he also looks like the one that's happiest to see Ragnar back. Well, because he's the only one that truly admires. Well, no, Bjorn definitely. No, Bjorn loves his father. Well, Ivar says he completely admires mm-hmm. Ragnar, but does not love Ragnar. Because he has no reason to. Ragnar was no father to him. Right. Um, but uh, Aslog never really let him be a father to him either. And then you got Vitsik, and he's talking about, if I see Ragnar, I'll kill him. I was like, no. No, you won't. Uh, and then stupid long blonde Sitgard. He looks r- ridiculous. Did he even speak? Uh, yeah, he's the other one that was saying he'd kill him. Okay. Now, Ube, the one I thought was like the voice of reason, was like, you know. He just kind of wants to see his dad again, it seems like. The, Ube looked like he changed the most. Because he, he was so confident when we last saw him and everything. He looks like a man mm-hmm. to me. He looked like a man. The other ones look like, I don't know. Teenagers. Like, like yeah, like. And I mean, I guess that they did have that kind of age gap difference, but. Not huge, though. There wasn't a massive gap. I mean, I think Ube was probably the oldest by like three years or so. Maybe something like that. But uh, he's definitely the most. Mature. Mature looking. Well, no, because look- I'm not even going to say that because Ivar seems very calculated and mature. I'm Ivar's infatuated scary, by him. scary, though. I'm, I'm, I'm infatuated by him. Yeah, I'm, I'm super curious of where they're going to go with him. And that's, that's my biggest thing, too. This is where a massive amount of intrigue comes because these time jumps, like I said, they just mean so much. How old is Eckbert now? How, does he take over all of England? And How pointless has Wessex become? Well, it may it may have been just like showing you the direction Eckbert was going. Like I said, next time we see Eckbert, he may be king over all kingdoms in that area. I wouldn't uh, put it past him. And then Emperor Charles, who was no young lad. No, he was older than Eckbert, it seemed Now like. 11 years older. Now Rolo's 11 years older. Rolo's child will now be 10 years old. I mean, Ooh. Magnus says 12. Alfred... He, well, he be now because he, he be left close like, in on twenty. He left at like five or six years old, didn't he? We don't know. We don't really know for sure. But he was old enough to walk all the way to Rome, and now he's going to be pushing twenty years old. But honestly, no, because Alfred and Magnus should be the same age because they both impregnated the women on that same trip. <sighs> no, Quinter th- was the same trip. They can't be more than a year apart. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Now, so that if Magnus be... is 12, that would make him only 13? But, I mean, I, right. that's like I'm thinking Alfred's light 12 because it was the it was literally the same raid. But look how old Alfred is walking to Rome. He look, he's got to be at least five. Then, I mean, Magnus has to be five, and that changes everything, too. Because, I mean, it was the same raid. Yeah. 
or the show just timelines are yeah. just like whack, just super <laughs> whack, too many to keep up with. But there's just so many characters that this massive time jump is going to cause huge story well, I mean, changes. It makes me think, are we even going to see Rolo again? Oh, man. Yeah, I hope so. But, I mean, I can't really see the point. Not with, I mean, an 11, or, yeah, an 11 year jump changes everything. But the thing is, is are we going to see Rolo as the emperor next? Because he is next in line now. And then his son would be next in line. I, I think that's a storyline they don't even want. I think they completed Paris. I think Rolo is done. And I keep saying son. He may have a daughter. <laughs> we don't even know. We don't. Um, Rolo's not, Rolo not the kind of man to have a son or to have a daughter. No, it's what he deserves as yeah. a girl. Um, I mean, but, I don't know. We see Floki. He's Floki building, looks good. He's built, yeah, he looks like a badass. He's building new new ships for Bjorn to sail to the Mediterranean Sea. We find We're, out finally what was on that map Bjorn's been toting around forever. Good old Mediterranean Sea. And we look this up. This is not going to be an easy sail. No, he's going to have to fall, go south of Spain, north of Africa, basically. Go through the little Strait. Bering Strait or yeah, whatever. Um, and get through there. And that's... I mean, it opens up a lot. For, I mean, they could be going to new, Egypt. Whole new enemies. Yeah, we e- could see. Uh, Italy, they could be going to see our boy Alfred. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm see, I would assume he'd be back in Wessex by now. You know, I mean, 11 years, anything's possible. But, you know, maybe he wanted to get to know the uh, thorn of Jesus a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe man. Alfred's Pope. See, that's why I have so much intrigue for next season. All this stuff leaves me scratching my head, but next season should be like unveil after unveil like what's happened what's happened what's happened i mean i'm legitimately interested in every single every, story yeah. line now. minus Eckbert, which i at this point i just don't see how he's still a good character after another 11 years are added on no 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 they built up Eckbert too much he's gonna be the big bad i know but i just i don't see it especially with us going to the mediterranean sea I just don't see how Wessex plays into it. I guess that's a, I don't know my history that well. I don't know what group of people ended the Vikings. I think you it was know, just technology. You know, maybe it was just integrating and, you know, changing, you know, cultures and whatnot. I think it but was. But I'm sure there was some kind of culling of the culture, you know, by some invading force. That's the one thing, too, we've not seen is the Vikings actually be invaded. Well, because the Vikings, I mean, remember, they, they're they fighting King Arthur. I mean, the Saxons and everything. Yeah. We'll so, see. I mean, I mean, the Vikings have a long history. Yeah. I mean, uh, France and England should go up against each other at some point, too. And because if, you know, France keeps growing in power, obviously Wessex and Eckbert's growing in power. They're going to collide. And then the Viking you know, group growing in power. Because you see how big Kattegat's gotten. Massive. Um, With no king. So there could be like a... So maybe the fine hearts are just integrated into Kattegat. We didn't see him. No. We just and, don't know. So, I mean, let's get to the final scene. So we see Ragnar coming back. And I, at first, I thought he was blind. I just thought he was coming back to some different... I thought he was just visiting some new city. Well, I thought it was a new city, but I also thought he was blind with how he was like walking with the with the uh, stick and oh, everything. Stick. No. And, actually, but, actually I mean, that's a sword. He's well, yeah, about. I mean, I know it ended up being a sword, but they made it look like it was a stick yeah. and everything, and that's how he was using it. 
and he's walking through the town and everything. Everyone's kind of running away from him, and that's something else. I was like, okay, I guess he is blind because everybody's scattering. They don't want to look at a feeble old man. Well, no, and these people were they knew were exactly fr- yeah, who he was. they knew exactly who it was. Well, because we were in Kattegat, and I didn't yeah. know that. And so he finally reaches, and everyone circles around, and all of his kids just happen to be there, which was another kind of big coincidence since we were up on the mountain. Yeah. Like you but, said, you don't know what time has passed from. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I've given scene. up all hopes of figuring yeah. out what time it is. Don't attempt that. It'll just make your head fall off. And Ragnar does what he does best and gives a, an amazing speech. Yeah, I love this. I mean, it was all knocking him down and saying how unworthy he was and everything. But man, was that. I mean, it was just an amazing speech. Yeah, and I was, a, I was he, a bad king, I was a bad father. No, what the people didn't know what to do. They wanted to cheer it, but they were like, "No, he's looking a little too crazy." And then he throws down the gauntlet. He's trying to hand this sword to anybody. Yeah, any of his sons, any person in the area. It's like you know the rules. You want to be king, you, you have, have to, to kill me. It. And it's like hell yes. And I was like, I was looking at one of the kids. I was like, "Come on, where, where are you at?" Yeah, Erlander um, 2.0. Where are you at, uh, Vi- Visker? That's it. Vixic, you said you were going to kill him. No problem. Let's get it. No, we knew he wasn't going to do nothing. He's but quaking. I was just sitting there. It was like Erlander's about to like stab him right in the ankles. He's going to kill. He's going to take out that Achilles <laughs> and starts jabbing him in the throat. I, nothing happens, and then he just throws that sword down in the middle, and it's like, who wants it? Yeah, I love this scene. I, like I said, this episode will have you scratching your head in many, many places because. The time jump is so crazy, but man, this is just so intriguing for next season. It is. Do you think we pick up exactly where we left off? I think we have to. I think because there's just. I, mean, too- I thought we had to end up right where the battle ended. It was 11 years later, so. Yeah, but I mean. I, I, I don't think. I think. Maybe not while Ragnar's sitting there in the crowd, but maybe like an hour later when things have calmed down a bit. You know, him talking to Aslog again. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not back. What, Ragnar? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just not back. If they just skip a year or something. And, like, they just couldn't resign his contract. Movies blew up. Like, World of Warcraft blows up or something. No, he's he's going to be back. It's just like Rolo. He's got to be back. I, I don't... But the thing is, see, we know Clive Standen has a new show. Taken, he's, which, oh, uh, don't... I hope that does well because... I don't think we'll be following Clive Stanton, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Love you, buddy, but... Um, well, it was weird. When they did the time jump and they were really focused on Bjorn, I was like, they may have done it. Mm-hmm. They may have officially transitioned from Ragnar to Bjorn. You know, which, if they're going to transition to some main character, I would want it to be Bjorn. Yes. Um, Especially because- after seeing the actors they picked for the kids. Because I believe Bjorn and Floki have just the same amount of vitriol for Rolo that Ragnar has. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I would definitely say that. Because Floki's never been a fan of Rolo. Well, it's just Floki feels the most anger for anybody who switches gods. Yes. And then Bjorn is mega pissed his uncle is doing this. I was stabbed in the back. Yeah. And then Ragnar, of course, is his brother. And and he saved his life dozen Countless times. times. Um, but it looks like we're going to get all of them. I think we get all of them back. 
I, I would not be surprised if we're missing Flo, or Ragnar and Rolo from next season. I, I don't want it. I mean, we all know how much I love Ragnar and everything, but I would not be surprised if they're not back. I'm going to vote and say they, they'll, they'll all be back. Now, I hope whether, so. How short-lived it could be, I don't know. This could be the season where they do start killing these people. I mean, um, it could we could pick up right where we left off with someone trying to pick up the sword. Yeah, because, I mean, we're talking about that's the end of the fourth. We're going into the fifth season. The best shows, the best fan-driven, massive shows go seven seasons. If that, I mean, a lot of great like a TV show that I love, Banshee, only got four seasons. Yeah, see that, but those are tougher. The, the Wire, a, a paid cable show, a paid channel, yeah. are tougher to keep going. You know, HBO is better about the stuff because they just financially pack everything. I mean, The Wire do. only got four seasons, or no, I guess it got five. Yeah, it got five. Yeah. It got five, but I mean, the fifth season they they were stretching it. Yeah, but I mean, look at True Blood. True Blood got a bunch of seasons, and it Deadwood got dog shit. Deadwood three seasons. Like, well, no, not even. Uh, two and a half. Seasons, yeah, two and a half. <laughs> oh, such a tragedy! Oh, the greatest show ever to be totally ruined by money people. But I mean, so the fact that this is at five seasons, it's this is where you got to start killing some people. Yeah, we're gonna start losing some major characters. Start working our way to a finale, I think. So I mean, who's one character? Like, do you think Lagatha makes it back? Yes, I do. I hope so. Um, because she deserves her. You know, earlship where she was. Um, and she's just such a great character. We've done so much with her and stuff. I would hate to see her just disappear yeah. off into a cloud of smoke. And then there's Harbar, you know. Oh, God, we can just leave him off. Yeah, I know, but we know we're going to get nope. some of this. Is nope. the seer alive? You know, I mean, how old is the seer? Yeah, I mean, at this uh, point, my God. I, you know, there's just so much could be tied into this. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking you're right. I'm thinking Travis Fimmel and Clive Stanton are moving beyond this show and the show alone. Mm -hmm. Both of them have big major things coming up. Depending on whether or not Warcraft is successful and Famel does well, we'll see. I, I think both of those will be A pluses. I mean, it That's could just be. me hoping. It could be. The Warcraft has a huge handicap that the fans of that game are going to be so critical of the movie <laughs> that it could kill it. Could literally kill it. it. It really could. But I think it will be entertaining nonetheless. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, I hope the best for those guys, but I also hope they're still on this show. Yes. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if we get one more season with those two guys, and that's it. And then maybe a final season finishing off everybody else's stories. Okay. So that, that would give them six seasons, and I think that would be really nice. Uh, I would good, be okay with close, that. Because they've got to start closing it. Things are getting out of hand almost. <laughs> we, we, we're lost. Yeah, I mean, we're over here scratching our heads. And we personally, I love it right now. And I mean, we've I've loved doing this. This is probably my favorite episode to do. Yeah, I mean, how many other shows does history have? I think they have Roots and maybe one or two other ones like that are like this. I mean, they have like those cable picker shows and stuff. But yeah, I'm not talking about that stuff. But series, as far I think as, it's Roots and something else. Yeah, drama series. You know, not many. So, if they're greedy and this show still has the high fan base it does, they could just keep making, you know, more seasons. And if I'm somebody like Travis Fimmel and, you know, Warcraft Keep getting flops, them checks. It's like, I'll just stick with the Vikings, yeah. but I'm loved, you know, beloved. So, 
But, man, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, Let us know what you think about the time jump and everything. We'd love to hear back from you. Absolutely. Some of your theory crafting or some of your history buffs out there. Let us know. Absolutely. Uh, truly enjoyed podding this season. Enjoyed Cash bringing you on for this. It's been wonderful. Um, and really just look forward to seeing you all next season. You know, where I think it's probably the most intriguing season we'll get. So. I couldn't be more pumped for it, and I think that it's going to be the best season we've had yet, which is rare coming this late in the series. That's tough because those those first second two- and third season were pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, until then, guys, we're Bleed TV, and I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. Later. <laughs>